0: what is up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the psych war podcast one quick thing i noted is that shame on every single person that listens to this podcast because i had no idea that i was labeling the episodes at 80 when it went from like 69 and 69.5 to literally 80 and 81 so (laughs) that's already my bad but Today's topics that we're going to choose to speak on, we're going to start off with self accountability and what goes under self accountability. We're going to be discussing the dynamics of leadership, also the dynamics of being a follower. Because obviously, when people hear leader and follower, especially in the America that we live in, and how it's so like capital driven and individual, individualist, that's the word for it, individualist driven. We have this need to always try and like make ourselves known, make ourselves the top of the forefront. Because I've actually heard from people that aren't from America that the thing they like about Americans is that every one of us has a fucking story like we're a movie star, which is kind of funny in my opinion. But let's get this ball rolling. So first off, we're going to talk about self-accountability. Now, when it comes to accountability, a lot of people may have gone through things to where they were made accountable for shit that, that, that's actually not their fault, such as like their parents fucking marriage or their parents habits or anything coming from a higher authority that was placed upon you when you were younger or even at an age where it was still unfair or even in a situation where it was unfair. Now, that brings me to the topic of excuses. Now, I know anybody that's had a strict parent, even if you were to tell them that you're doing your best, there are some things you just don't get as fast. They've called it an excuse. They've called your plights an excuse. They've called everything you say an excuse. People say it's an excuse that you don't want to work at just any job because they underpay and undervalue you. Because when you got to get the bills paid, you got to get the fucking bills. I don't want to hear that shit. But there are such things as not excuses that are excuses, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I guess the, the best way for me to put it is that there are things that undermine and stop us from being able to fall into the positions that we are now somebody could go to work 40 60 hours a week and bust their ass and do everything that they can do to try and provide for the lifestyle or the people they are providing the lifestyle for but the thing is sometimes your best ain't enough my guy sometimes the situation you were in is shit and that's the perfect example when we see places that are like the hood or under Uh, underpoverished impoverished like rural areas it's because everything around you is already like the standards aren't high the standards aren't even remotely above the fucking bottom floor so anything you do is already seen as doing above and beyond and if you go outside of that you're making excuses now this leads me to the next point in this topic which is taking the blame once again There are people that have had to accept the blame for shit that they did not bring on themselves. Classic example in our society of this, and I don't know how the fuck people come to this conclusion, and it's that saying that women that go out, dress however they want to fucking dress, because it's their body, same thing with anybody, and they ended up getting preyed upon or potentially preyed upon by bad people. No, you see, the fucked up thing that we always look at in the world is that because we, we think that that... Because there are people that will always do bad, that it's your fault for not avoiding the bad. But you can't avoid the bad. I can go every day in my life making sure I look around and stay aware and do everything possible and then get hit by a fucking drunk driver even though I was looking both sides of the fucking road. I can go to work and do everything I possibly can do. But in the state that I live in, it's fucking a right to work state. It's a privilege to work in the state of Mississippi. So guess what? My boss can fire me anytime they fucking feel like it. And there's nothing I can do about it. So when it comes to taking the blame, you also have to like think about certain scenarios and certain situations. You have to learn that accepting the limitations of your ability in the given situation. And this is something that I like... It's very hard for a lot of people to grasp this concept and it's very hard for a lot of people to even allow themselves any allowances double allow right there. But anyway, to even allow themselves these allowances when it comes to trying to like break out of the necessary mold. And this is I guess you could call it a quote, but it's just something like I kind of saw a theme of when I was doing the research for this and I decided to like write something on it. But you can be the best. But if you're not the best. No, you can be the best, but if you're not with the best people, you will fucking fail. Getting on teams that have the same mindset, direction, and intentions as you is very powerful. When you are around a group of people that can see the goals that you visualize, that can see what you're going for, that can understand and put it in their head, your dream, that is power. Now... The most noble man in a corrupt team will only be as good as the environment allows him to be, and for the most part, at best, he might just be resistant by disengaging. And guess what that is? Those are the people that go, "Oh no, nah, man, uh, I, I, I kind of like sit in the middle ground. I don't really choose like you know right or left when it comes to politics. I, I just kind of like take some from both sides. And what that does is the corrupt still win. The people that aren't playing fair." still win. Even if you are still good. The man not afraid to say what he thinks, to jump in front of a bully and take the punch, to hold himself to a higher standard and work hard for friends, family, and his goal, that man is powerful. And that is what power is. Now, this is where we break down into the topics of leadership versus, I'll say followerism or just the the fucking method, 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 God damn, I cannot say that word. Methodology? There it is. Methodology of following. Now, leadership versus following. Everybody wants to be a leader. But when it comes to being the leader of an organization, appointed a supervisor, just as simple as the person who makes the bigger decisions, you have to understand and know the definition of leadership. So leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act toward achieving a common goal. In a business sense, this can be seen as the art of kind of like learning how to direct workers and colleagues to what you're trying to achieve. But you can even see the similar apply to warfare, competitive events or activities. It does not matter. And this leads me to another quote, and that is heavy is the crown that no heavy is the head that holds the crown. And when leading, there are a lot of things associated with the ups and downs of it to the point that it has. It is an art. Now, my personal experience when it comes to leading about. Four years ago, I worked at UPS for almost like eight months. I ended, I w- I ended up moving, and that's why I left. Because UPS is, for a warehouse, is actually one of the better warehouses to work at because they're unionized. So, But I don't remember my exact supervisor's name, but I'm going to call him Mitch. So when I was there, Mitch would constantly come to my trailer. He would ask me, did you need a water break? What's going on? You, you good, man? Is everything going good with you? There were times where... It would be time to get off, and stuff would be backed up, and one supervisor would go, "Nah, man, you gotta help us get all this done." And Mitch would walk up and go, "Dawson, go ahead and get out of here, man." It's like you, you, you're new. It's like this isn't this isn't your. This. He didn't even say it's not your responsibility. He was clearly trying to not like overload a person that was new to the company, and keeping their peace of mind and their like, I'm gonna say work ethic, but also appreciating what they can do. Cause when I'm at work, I do my fucking job. I I literally do my fucking job to the best of my ability. Don't get me wrong. I'm not running up and down fucking aisles and running a truck to truck to try and fucking stack boxes. But I'm going to try and accomplish the goal that was set when I came into the building. Now, let me give you the second example. My first job was a server at IHOP. My manager's name was Rodney. Rodney was usually cool, but everybody knows how ass serving is, right? So one night a friend of mine and her family come in my friend's name is caitlin caitlin and her family were all just sitting at their booth i was their server we say hi i get their order in i go and directly put in their order to their specifications and their food's late now even before it was clear that it was late i came out and i told them i was like i'm gonna try and see what's going on it's not i know it's only been like 10 20 minutes but there should still be something coming out at this point considering all of you had like orders of varying sizes and everything so i go back there and i'm audibly asking the cooks like yo where's my food what's going on i I need something the cook just side-eyed me and said you'll get it when you get it bro let's not talk about niggas and working in restaurants (laughs) but anyway so this continues to go on and on and on i visit their table several times to check on them and i'm telling them the situation they're like yeah man we we literally hear you back there. So, like, we know it's not you. So, they ask for a manager. Rodney comes to the table and he talks to them. When I come back, Caitlin gives me the download of what went down. Rodney basically said that I was a new server and that I did not put their food in in time. He threw me under the fucking bus. He said, no, this isn't because of our establishment. It's clearly your workers' problem when they all saw it. Those are the two different types of leadership, Mitch and Rodney. Those are the two different types of it. Now, I'll try and break this down to kind of a little more because people often think that just because they're in charge, that shit's easy, that like they, they can just tell people what to do. And that's where we get those managers that sit on their ass and never help the team or the sh- like. shift workers do what needs to be done, but constantly behind them, micromanaging them, telling them what to do. See, there are pros, and I'm gonna list the pros of what I feel are leadership. Being a leader allows you to direct the flow of issues and assign importance to what needs to be done. If you see something that needs to be done, you don't have to wait on somebody else to assign people to do it. You can write them in there and go hey mark i noticed there were uh, some extra stuff on your palette, so you want to go ahead and get that knocked out before we go on break all right mark's gonna mark's hopefully gonna do it but we'll get to the proceedings of people being followers in a second now there are also examples like i stated earlier like directing warfare or choosing the best way to motivate or even knowing the people under your control But the thing that when it comes to, I guess, trying to motivate people is as the leader, and this is why it's art as the leader, you have to be able to assess not only the abilities of the people under your control, but also their weaknesses. You you're not going to take the guy like you're not going to take the guy that excels at shooting fucking three point shots and literally have him like guarding people at the very fucking front of the court. My basketball terminology is fucking rusty. Better yet, you're not gonna take the guy that has a leg like fucking Superman, and you're not gonna make him a fucking linebacker. There, there, we go. That's better. You're gonna make him you're gonna make him a kicker. That's what you're gonna do. Cause that's his strength. You have to place people in their specific strengths. And a lot of jobs don't do that. A lot of jobs don't even take the point to even get to know your specific strengths. They just throw your ass on the floor and tell you to get it done. And that's how it is where I'm working right now. And that's fucking Walmart. Anyway. I'm not going to say anything because the motherfuckers check social media. So they might they might find something out about me. And then there's there's the obvious thing about what it comes to being a leader. You have control. You have power. You have the final say and ultimate decision in the case of well-being or etc. But when in leadership positions, you learn to perceive of others and how and where to manage and place specific people. Now, not going to lie, there's constant leadership and that's where this kind of gets kind of shitty a con to leadership is you accept the failings of your underlings like perfect example well unless you're a shit leader which rodney because i've already talked about rodney rodney was a shit leader rodney rodney threw his threw his employees under the fucking bus when it clearly wasn't their fault but let's talk about it in a more like martial warfare warfare sense so let's say i have 50 men is that a platoon i think it is but let's say i have 50 men and it's my first mission out there all right we go out we get met by unknown hostile forces we weren't expecting anything this was a this was a fucking routine recon mission we're just supposed to go scout out a location we just start getting dropped i literally panic and i don't think of a battle strategy i don't think anything i'm just like we gotta get the fuck out of here what what I, I, I start saying, oh, it's, it's, I have to make sure I survive. I have to make sure I get up out this bitch. But if I lose 40 of my 50 men, that means I effectively got decimated. That's the definition of dec- like decimation. You're, you're left with like a 10th of your fucking forces. So I effectively get decimated. I may not have expected the resistance or I may have decided that Losses are acceptable. Now that's the thing, especially in the military warfare sense. the 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 commander isn't unless you're like a commander that just always wins, no matter how many men you lose. I'm not gonna lie, there have been those guys in history. No matter how many people they sacrifice, they get the fucking job done, and that kind of creates a dynamic. But this leads to the meaning of the phrase. Like if you've ever heard the phrase in any movie about boats, the captain goes down with the ship. Now. In that situation, it is your job as the leader. If you are randomly attacked or if a problem randomly presents itself, you have to assess the situation. You have to decide your best outcome and the best outcome for the people around you. And that's one of the things about leadership that a lot of people don't fucking excel at. People people will literally become managers not because they want to be a leader, not because they think that they can create better cohesion in their workplace, but because they want a fucking raise. Because a lot of the times, it's the only way you're getting a fucking raise, and that's by becoming a manager. Another downside to leadership is the obvious one. People will try and undermine you. People will disobey you, and that'll fuck up your whole chain of command. And some people might not just like the attention you get. They might not think you're right for that position, and that they're better for the position. And this kind of even plays off and leads me to being a follower. Now, most people are going to look at being a follower and they're going to say what? They're going to say, I'm not a follower. I, I do what I want. I do whatever I want. But fuck that guy. Every, everybody's following. Every, everybody's following. Even, even leaders are following. To become an effective leader, you have to follow. You have to have mentors. You have to have teachers. You have to learn lessons. You have to see how the structure is done. Because guess what? All music leads to more music. That's just an example. There are elements of what Beethoven did to create his Sinatra... Sinatras? What's the word for it? I don't know, I forgot the word, but anyway. There are elements to what Beethoven did to create his music that are still in play in all music today because it creates a foundation for others to build off. So, some pros of being a follower. You get to learn. You get to learn more. You get to grab the reins. You get to be, once again, mentored. You get to have certain values instilled in you, but this doesn't work out in certain environments like I stated earlier. It doesn't matter if you're the best guy out of a fucking group of shit people because the best thing you're going to do is not engage with what they want to do. And here's the thing about human beings. If you're in a group and everybody's doing fucked up shit and you don't do it with them, guess what happens? You're the outsider. You're the weak link. You're the one that might snitch. You're the one that might fold if questioned. And they don't like that and they have to get rid of you. You're not... You're not in their little bubble, so to speak, if that makes any sense. But moving on with the pros of following, it increases accountability. See, this is why a lot of soldiers have issues with people that go to college and enter the military as officers, because it's like, bro, I've been a soldier for 15 fucking years and I've seen more combat missions than damn near the, the number of years you've been alive. If not, I have seen more than the years you've been alive. You're literally a fucking 20-year-old kid fresh out of college. The fuck do you know about commanding us? And that's a real problem in the military. It is. They get looked down on. They have to prove themselves even harder or be just as effective. Now, when I say it increases accountability, you as a follower, you get the ability to not only prove yourself without the intense expectations and weight of being the leader, But you also get to show what you can do if you ever want to become the leader. You get to follow on in the tasks that they do. You get to improve upon things that are given to you. Now, there are certain situations where the followers are needed. Now, this this, this is a good example. This is a good example of being a content creator, musician, anything where you're trying to gain a following. Now, people can say whatever they want. People can say, fuck the fans, fuck whatever. The fans make the celebrity. It's almost like, okay, in Greek mythology, the way it worked with the gods was that, yeah, they were immortal. Yeah, they were all powerful. Yeah, they were unkillable, except by maybe other gods and their certain methods. But the thing about it was there were gods that would fade away. And guess how they faded away? Their people stopped praying to them. They stopped giving them offerings. They stopped burning things. Not burning things, burning food, sacrifices. They stopped paying homage to them. The belief in that God was their strength. And guess what happened? They faded away. That's that's that, that that's happened to a lot of gods in Greek mythology and other mythologies. They don't have the following anymore. If anyone fucking plays Skyrim, that's why like the non divines of Skyrim have like no power in that world. They gave up all their power and they're not allowed to worship. But moving on because I'm a Skyrim nerd and I could talk about that literally longer than any podcast I've ever had. Like I stated, following leads to leadership. You have to know what is going on. You have to know what it takes to be an effective leader and what you must do to like what's the word I'm looking for here? You have to know what it's liter- what's necessary. You have to know the ins and outs of it. You have to be ready to take on the weight of the lives of everybody around you and their productivity and everything that comes with it. Now, obviously, there's fucking cons to being a follower, like a lot of cons. You're in a shitty group and you can't do anything about the group. So no matter how hard you try, it doesn't matter. I've experienced that at different jobs. I'll literally be busting my ass trying to do what we're assigned to do and the only reward i get is management asking me to do more shit a friend of mine his name's guy it actually is his name's literally like g-u-y (laughs) guy shout out to guy but anyway guy told me that at his job he acts completely mentally challenged i was gonna say the r word but i've learned against that he he acts completely mentally challenged he does the not the bare minimum he does his job in the most basic way that does not show he is intuitive you want to know why because they don't ask him to do shit else and it's sad that people have to do that but that's what happens that's what that's what's kind of going on at a lot of these like restaurants and businesses that are complaining about oh we can't find any workers yeah that's because the good workers you had that were loyal left your bitch ass you want to know why Want to know why? Because you put the failings of your business on them. Now, moving on. Obviously, the cons of being a follower. Like I said, you have to deal with being in a bad environment. You have to deal with circumstances that are outside of your control. Some jobs are just shit. And no matter what you do, there's always going to be more to do. Like, if you come into a shit show, nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to turn that shit show on its head and make it a shining piece of fucking gold. It's not... All they glitters ain't gold, my God, that shit's shiny. It's not fucking sparkly. Good analogy, bad analogy, I don't know. Now, the thing about the differences between being a leader and being a follower is that they both coincide with each other. Because you can't be a leader unless you have people to lead. And you can't follow, you can't follow a crowd. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's the phrase of following a crowd, but somebody's leading that. People are always leading the trends we are in. People are always leading what we're doing. That's just the world we live in, and that's just how human brains work. Like, we we deadass have a herd mentality, and it's because you're safer in groups, and that's why humans click up. That's why we make little organizations, and that's why there's nepotism. If anybody doesn't know what nepotism is, it's showing favor to friends and families, especially in like a workplace or any type of like leadership position. But that's kind of the difference between like the divine right of kings from old fucking Europe. Like, oh, he was, this baby was born and got raised by a bunch of fucking inbreds. I'm saying fucking inbreds because if you know, a lot of royal families practice inbreeding. Anyway, got raised by a bunch of inbreds. And now this little mad king is expected to rule us all. Anybody ever watch Game of Thrones? You see Joffrey? Anybody? No. If you've seen Game of Thrones, Joffrey is literally the example I am looking at. He went, He basically, they told this kid his entire life that it was his right to be king. And when he became king, he didn't give a fuck about his subjects. And that's why I almost spoiled it. Almost spoiled it. Don't get me wrong. The ending of the game, Game of Thrones, is absolutely zero-tier garbage, but still a good show. But... Why I detail the things that come from leading and following is because in the world we live in, guys, like I said, everybody's trying to gun for this top position because of the society that we live in. And that, that that shit's overrated. You you need to understand that everybody plays their role. Like, who what is the right-hand man? If, if there's the leader, and who is his right-hand man? Is he also the leader? He's following somebody, but guess what he's being done? Guess what's being done to him? He's being groomed for command. Cause if he ever falls out of place, if the leader ever falls out of place, the right hand man takes his place and can hopefully implement his will. I don't remember exactly which person it was, but I think I think it was Winston, Winston Churchill. Maybe. That that man has a whole host of like issues with him that make me not want to quote his ass. But we'll say it was Winston for the fucking point of what I'm trying to make. So he would groom officers specifically to understand his values, understand his code so that when it came time for them to make decisions, he knew that they would make them with the right mindset that he would on the battlefield. And that's the whole point of being a leader. leader. You have to prepare the people that are following you for the various situations that you might have to encounter when you're in said situations. Leaders... Leaders bear the full forefront of what is going on. Like, don't get me wrong. I believe that dead ass, the president, is damn near a figurehead. But guess what? And I know some people are going to feel some type of way when I say this. Like, Trump's case. Bro, Trump was not responsible for all the shit y'all said he was responsible for. Like, don't get me wrong. Trump was fucking up. (laughs) Trump was fucking up a lot, bro. A lot. Especially in my opinion, because he just fucking stroked the cocks of fucking Wall Street. But anywho, he just he 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 did. He just he just fucking like stroked his ego, and that's why he was Twitter fingering his ass away all the fucking time. But but that is the responsibility Trump had to bear, and that's why people disliked Trump. You're the leader, bro. You shouldn't be on Twitter responding to fucking old Joey Longshire's post. Where'd I get Longshire? I don't know. Anyway. You shouldn't be responding to petty people texting you and you getting angry about it. You're the goddamn leader. You're supposed to set the example and model what your country and or organization has to show. And that's just one of the downsides of being a leader. But as a follower, you need to also understand like how to implement what is passed down the chain of command to you. And don't get me wrong, if the chain of command is fucked, bro, I've already said it. There's not a lot you can do, guys. There's not a lot you can do other than like jump ship and that comes back to like what I said about restaurants like you pull up to them and they're just we're looking for hard-working individuals to underpay yeah that's this is quite literally what they fucking say not literally but we all know that's what they're fucking saying to you it's it's ass it's it's complete garbage like everything's garbage the building's already fucked and they're basically just running with whatever shit show they have going like at my job Hopefully they don't hear this. <laughs> at my job, we're not supposed to have pallets on the floor. Corporate visited one day. All those pallets were in the back, bro. We had to wheel out separate boxes at a time. I was like, wow, if we did it like this, bro, we we never like knock out like fourteen pallets a day. Or knock out an entire truckload of stuff and get it stocked and everything. And they were just like, Yeah, but this is just this is how corporate is. So then I stopped and I thought. I'm like, wait. So you're meaning to tell me That by breaking the corporate rules, you have your numbers being buffed up like you actually have your employees doing the methods that they're looking for. So leadership's going to look good when they're doing that. They're going to look good. And don't get me wrong. That's kind of an innovative way to break the system. But you're defying the chain of command. And what that does is it signifies to your employees. They're like, "Oh, oh, okay, so we all just fucking up around here. I bet that's literally all it says, guys. Now. I do have other things that I want to kind of cover, but for now, I'm going to cut this episode a little short because the next episode, I'm going to talk about creating content, music, lyrics, etc. And I'm going to try and detail some of the things I have in my creative process. But for now, you need to look at yourself and you need to understand that while although you, you might you, you might be a follower right now, I follow people, bro. I'm going to be 100% honest because sometimes I see that their values align with mine and they're not not necessarily doing it better, but they have more wisdom and knowledge in what I am trying to do. So I see that there is something I can learn from it. I also feel that like in a way I might lead other people. I've made posts and there are people that is just like, yo, they've inboxed me and they're like, yo man, thank you for this. You You don't understand how much this helped me. And I say, I'm just a regular guy, bro. And they're like, you don't understand the weight of your words to other people. And that's the whole point about it. You, you That's the whole point of the, the like old saying, lead by example. Like, I can't go out here telling people, spread positivity, be nice, don't litter, save the environment. If I'm out here just looking on Facebook, just being like, man, this bitch-ass nigga dropped another song. Like, this shit garbage, bro. I ain't even gonna like your shit. Or I'm out here going, don't litter. And then I walk into my car, and drive off, and just be like, oh, yep, rip the wrapper off this, oh, it's just a tiny candy wrapper chunk, you're you're a hypocrite, that's what you are, you're a hypocrite, you're not a leader, you're a fucking sheep, and that's all we're gonna say for this episode of the Psych War Podcast, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and check back in on the next one, because they're both gonna be dropping on the same day.